Welcome to the Creekwood Church Podcast. Creekwood is growing and we are so excited about the Future West Campus. If you're interested in learning more about the building project, visit creekwoodchurch.com beyond or click the Beyond button on the Creekwood Church app. We hope this message inspires and encourages your faith. morning. It is great to have everyone. I hope you're having a great weekend. Y'all doing all right? All right, all right. Well, we are starting a brand new series, All That Matters, and I'm excited about that. You know, we just finished a, a series called Holy Bible. If you were not with us the last few weeks, I want to encourage you to go back and listen to the messages. Um, just a lot, a lot of um, truth for us to, to learn and understand. And so I'm excited always as um, your pastor to start a new series. I know you get used to me saying I'm excited about a new series, but I am excited about it because I want God to give us a fresh word. Amen? Man, before we get into our, our teaching today, I do want to mention that, um, and this is for all of the, the parents in this room that have kids doesn't matter what age your kids are. Uh, let me just kind of brag for just a few moments on our next gen ministry. Uh, they do an incredible job. We have uh, just a great next gen team that uh, serves you and uh, they, they believe in your kids, believe in family ministry, and they want to partner with you, not just when your kids are small, but all the way up into uh, their teenage years and all those different seasons that your kids go through, they're committed. And we as a church are committed to a partnering with you. And this is why um, if you look at our next gen ministries, we, we put a lot of resources into this ministry because we believe in this next generation. Amen. And tonight we have our parent resource night at five o'clock. And I, as, as your pastor, want to personally invite you to come to this. It is it is a must for you as a parent. And they're going to be talking about the topic of social media and uh, just helping your kids navigate this. I know, um, like I, I said this last weekend, I know a lot of you guys are my age or a little bit right around in my age. You remember when the internet came out? Y'all remember that? You remember when people got an email address and you were like, oh my word, what's that for? And then Facebook came out and then now people are, you know, like TikToking and all this stuff. And I know you're not supposed to say TikToking, but they're all on all over the place. And it's complicated and we don't know what we're doing. And our kids are, are, are getting into all kinds of stuff they shouldn't. And um, man, you need the tools. And Pastor Matt and the entire team, they are going to just... Uh, be working with you today and helping you. This It's going to be here in this room. And tonight at five o'clock, we've got childcare, just all the resources for you to be able to show up for one hour and be able to listen to just some great tools for you to be able to help your kids navigate social media. Amen. Well, we are starting again, uh, as I said, this brand new series. Why don't you turn to your neighbor and tell them, make it matter. Okay, y'all got to sleep in. I, I don't know what you did last night. I don't want to ask you what you did last night. But I need you to say it with a little bit of attitude today. Make it matter. Some of y'all need a little help with attitude. Others, it's a, you're natural at getting an attitude. 
Don't look at the person next to you. But um, this series, All That Matters, is really us looking at what does it look like for us to make a difference in our life. And, um, you know, it's so easy to make our life about things that don't matter. And um, I don't know what it is about how we're wired, but most of us, when we're going through a particular season, we don't really understand. We don't recognize that what we're doing doesn't matter. Usually it takes us going through that, that, that season or those years, and then we look back and we go, that didn't really matter. What I did with my life, the season that I spent, that, like what I was doing, it didn't really matter. And we, we spend so much of our life doing things, investing in things that really don't matter. And I think it's a really good question for us to ask ourselves, what does really matter in our lives? What is it that matters? You know, when you process and you think about your life every single day, you're taking a test. And I, you know, speaking of tests, I know that there are different types of test takers in this room right here. Some of you are, you know, um, you're study people. Like how many of you really study when you have to take a test? You're really good at studying. Raise your hand, all the godly people here. Um, you know, those are the people that you study and, and you take it seriously, but where's my prayer people here? You know, prayer people are the people that, you know, you're like, well, I didn't really have time to study God, but I need a D. I need a super, I need you to park the water because I need to get a D here. You know, for some of you, that's the miracle you're praying for because, you know, when you're taking a test, you're like, if I can get a D, I will serve the Lord the rest of my life. <laughs> I remember when I was in college, I struggled a little bit in some classes. And, uh, but, you know, I was in this class that I struggled big time in and I remember opening my test and I got a 72 and I about came out of my chair. I was so excited. I was like, thank you, Jesus, I got a 72, woo. The girl in front of me was crying. I thought, she flunked. She got a 98. She, I'm not kidding, she was crying because she missed one. I didn't know later on, found out she was, she was trying to be valedictorian. But, you know, we all take tests every single day. And the biggest test of your life is, is when you decide and you've got it, it's multiple choice in your life and you're trying to decide, does this matter or does it matter? And we go along in life and, and we take a test, some test in one day of, of we're, we're deciding what matters, but really I think more importantly, we decide what matters in really seasons of our lives where we go, you know what, I devoted this for this amount of time and, and, and I did this. And, you know, I, I, the older I'm getting, I don't know what it is. I'm starting to think about it more. This last Monday, and I know y'all are going to be shocked, but I turned 56. I know y'all are shocked. Y'all thought I was 30, but I'm not. 
But the older I'm getting, the more I'm thinking about it. The more I'm thinking about life and, and what matters. And um, I, I was thinking that even this just last week of, as I was working on this message of uh, there was a guy in our neighborhood that he, his yard was immaculate. And, and I, I kind of noticed it, but, you know, and, and I, he worked in his yard all the time. And, um, you know, as I've gotten older, I like to ride my bike and, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm working on it, trying to stay healthy and, and stay fit. And I've got this mountain bike. And how many of you know when you ride a mountain bike, you don't just stay on the road? Okay, we're going to be here a long time. That was like a dead response. It's 1130, y'all got to wake up, okay? Um, but I'm riding my bike in my neighborhood, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to use this mountain bike for what it's what for what it's made for. And without even realizing, I kind of like went through that man's ditch that had the perfect yard. And later on, I found out, you know, he, he stopped me, you know, another day. And he said, you're the guy that rode through my ditch. I was so thankful that day that he did not know that I was a pastor. And I was in my head thinking, you know, well, the ditch technically is part of the county. And they're the ones that maintain, you know, but he, his yard, I'm telling you, was immaculate. You could have like ate off the grass. It was so perfect. I apologized. And, you know, why am I telling you this story is that later on, he sold that house. Now you go by that house. The yard looks awful. And if that's your house, you come to this church. I'm sorry, but no offense. I'm just trying to tell you, he spent a lot of time on something that really didn't matter. A yard is great, but if, if that is your greatest goal every single day and you're thinking about, man, I'm spending all these hours on my yard, what, what really matters? And the Bible teaches us so much about this. And I want to just, I'm going to read a lot of scripture to you today, and I hope you, you'll take notes. So I promise I'm going somewhere today with this. Luke chapter 12, verse 16, there's a story. It says, there was a rich man whose land produced a bountiful harvest. He asked himself, what shall I do? For I don't have space to store my goods. Then he said, here's what I'll do. I'll tear down my barns and build me larger ones. In other words, I'm gonna go get a storage building. I'm not gonna just get one storage building. I'm probably gonna get two or three in my garage is gonna, I'm gonna fill my garage to such a place that you can't even pull the car in. You can't get the car in the garage. Then I'll say to myself, I have so many good things stored up for me now. Rest, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool. This night your life will be demanded of you. And then to whom will it all, will all your things belong? Thus will it be for anyone who stores up treasure for himself. But it is, not rich in what matters to God. Underline that, what matters to God? What is it that matters to God? And you know, so many of us in our life, we're really missing what matters to God. First Timothy chapter six says this, command those who are rich in this present world now stop right there for a moment and if you underline your Bible, underline present world because this is a key of where we're going today. 
He says this present world, what he's, he's throwing this in here and he is showing us that this world that we live in is not the only world that exists. That there's more to this life than what we see in this world. And he says, not to be arrogant nor to put their hope in wealth, which is so uncertain, but to put their hope in God who richly provides with everything for our enjoyment. Command them to do good, to be rich in good deeds and to be generous and willing to share. Notice in verse 19, he says, in this way they will lay up treasure for themselves as a firm foundation for the coming age so that they may take hold of the life that is truly life. He actually says this, that there is another world and that we can actually lay up treasure for ourselves. Paul is introducing a topic that Jesus in the early church and in the New Testament taught on continually, and that is the main motivation. When we look at what matters in our life, it comes down to one word. The one word here is, if you want to write this down, it is heaven. The motivation, the filter, the, the lens that when we look at our lives and we, we are trying to decide what matters, it ought to be in through the lens of eternity, understanding that this is not the only life you will live. You know, I often hear this, and usually it's, it's around uh, the loss of a loved one. I, you know, when I, I'm doing a funeral and I, I talk to, you know, to family and people are talking about, you know, you only live once. And I hear that a lot. And, and people are like, you know what, um, man, life goes by fast. You only live once. And I would just tell you that, that saying the phrase, you only live once is really unbiblical. It's not biblical. We don't just live once. We live twice. This life is, is one life, but then there's also the life that you're gonna live in heaven. And you don't need to forget that. See, our lives, we have a tendency to, to, to gravitate towards believing that this is all there is. And I think this is great news. If you're here today and you're going through maybe a, a really hard time, there's, there's a lot of trials going on in your life and you are like, I am so miserable. Understand, this is not your home. This is not, this is not all there is. And the Bible actually tells me that I'm gonna spend more time in eternity than I am here. Do you know that if you had a loved one pass away recently and you, you went out, let's say God gave you the opportunity to go to heaven today and try to convince them to come back, do you know that they probably would tell you no? Because heaven is such a wonderful place. See, I think that one of the things that's happened is heaven has gotten a bad rap. Our view of heaven, you know, if I were to tell you, hey, you want to go to heaven today? Like today, anybody that wants to, you know, to, to go to heaven today, the bus is outside, y'all go load up. <laughs> Some of y'all are like, well, you know, I'm, I'm going to catch the next one. I love Jesus, but I'll get on that next bus. And what it is, is that we've got this, this view that for some of us, we think that heaven's gonna be like, we're gonna be up there in togas. Listening to people play harp. 
And that's not heaven, that is hell. (laughs) I don't want to listen to somebody in a toga playing the harp. That's not heaven, that's hell. I like country music. I want to listen to country music. I don't want to listen to the harp. But our view of, of heaven is that, that people are just floating around in clouds and you're gonna be bored and you're like, you know what? I'm kind of bored up here and I don't, like, I don't really wanna go there. And I'm gonna tell you, that's such way off of what heaven is really like. Heaven is a real place. It's a wonderful place. If you love this world, I'm telling you, you will love heaven a billion times more. Because the creator of this planet, as beautiful as our planet is, created heaven. And we can't even imagine or fathom how beautiful heaven is. So reminding ourselves when we're thinking about what really matters in life, it is very, very important for us to understand that there is another life. See, if you're here today and you're like, you know what? I don't even know if there's a heaven or there's another world and maybe you're an atheist here and and I wanna just tell you, I'm glad you're here. But all of us, God has put eternity in our hearts. God has actually put inside of all of us this wonder of the afterlife that in different moments you stop and you think about what what comes after this life. The Bible tells us in Ecclesiastes chapter three, verse 11, He has also set eternity in the human heart. Actually, God has set eternity in the human heart. All of us have eternity set inside of our hearts. Hebrews 9.27 says, man is destined, destined, die once, and after that to face judgment. Do you know that you have an appointment with death? That there is a death date for your life? Aren't you glad you came to Creekwood today? to hear that you're gonna die and there already is a date and a time that you are gonna die. And we don't like to talk about this. But it's good for us to talk about it because life goes by fast. It, it, it It is so fast and too many of us are doing things that don't matter. And what we need is a spiritual alignment in our lives that we need to say, you know what? I have spent the front end of my life doing things that really don't matter. God, would you help me start living for what matters in my life? And how do I know what matters in my life? I know through the lens of making the decision that I understand that this is not my home, that I know that there's another place that I'm going. I wanna teach you something that maybe a lot of you may not be aware of, but um, really want you to understand something about heaven. In heaven, there are two judgments. It's important to understand that there are two judgments. The first judgment is the great white throne. Judgment, it's a judgment of sin. It is, it is where, where heaven and hell is decided in your life. And um, this is where we are gonna be judged. And Jesus, we are gonna be asked by God only one question in this judgment, and that is, what did you do with my son, Jesus? 
That is the question that God is gonna ask us. He's gonna ask us, what did we do with his son Jesus? Because his son Jesus Christ paid the price for our sins. Do you know that you cannot earn your salvation? It is a free gift of God. Jesus paid for our sins. You cannot earn it. There is nothing, there is no work. There is nothing that you can do in this life except receive Jesus Christ into your life to get to heaven. This is, a, this is great news that when we stand before God, God's not gonna ask us about whether or not we went to Creekwood. He's not gonna ask you how many times you went to Creekwood. He's not gonna ask you about when you were 19 and what you did or when you were 30 and what you did. He's only gonna ask you the question and it's gonna be the biggest test question of your life. What did you do with my son, Jesus Christ? The Bible tells us in Romans 14, 10, for we all stand before God's judgment seat. It is written, as surely as I live, says the Lord, every knee will bow before me. Every tongue will acknowledge God. So then each of us will give an account of ourselves to God. So there's the great white throne judgment. Then there, the second one that a lot of people don't know about this, there is the judgment seat of Christ. The second judgment is the judgment seat of Christ. This is a judgment of works resulting in reward or loss this is not the one that is about salvation. The great white throne is about salvation. The judgment seat of Christ, it is where our works will be judged. And the question that we are gonna be asked is what have you done with what I gave you? What have you done? while you were in your body. What did you do with what I gave you? Second Corinthians chapter five, verse 10 says, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ that each one may receive what is due him for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. Matthew 16, 27 says this, for the son of man is going to come in his father's glory with his angels and then he will reward, there it is. He will reward each person according to what he has done. It literally means that God is going to pay you back for everything that you do for him. I know you're gonna get to heaven and you're gonna say, God, I'm just happy to be up in heaven and I just thank God I made it. And God's gonna say, you made it, but also there's a reward for what you have done for me. That is a great way to understand what matters in life. What really matters in life, what's gonna last here in life is what you do for God. See, every person that's serving in the parking lot, and last weekend the weather was nasty, we have an incredible team of people that serve in the parking lot. Do you know that God is watching you and God's gonna reward you for serving in the parking lot? Every person serving in our kids' church, every person changing poo-poo diapers, 
Seriously. Every person serving and working, God is watching and God is going to reward you. Every person that serves with our weed ministry. Some of you are shocked. I know I can see it on your face. You're like, we have a weed ministry? We do. Some of you are like, man, I know I love this church. <laughs> we actually have people that go pull weeds at our West Campus. I've been wanting to get them shirts that say Creekwood Weed Ministry that they could wear around town. I knew we could grow the church that way. People are like, y'all got weed over there? Yes. I'm telling you, I can testify we have a lot of weed at our West Campus. Welcome to Creekwood. I know some of you are like, is this really the real pastor? Yes, I am. I'm sorry. God's watching the people that are out pulling weeds out there. God's watching the people that are mowing. God's watching everything that we do. And he's going to reward us for that. You will have this moment in heaven where you're going to stand before him. See, this is such an important concept. Let me show it to you because... Do you know that when you look at the Bible, wouldn't, it, wouldn't God put the, some of the most important things that he had to say to us in the last few verses of the Bible? And you read this in Revelation chapter 22, verse 12. It says, and behold, I am coming quickly and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. Jesus is a rewarder and he will reward us. Now, let me give you some, just some real practical things to write down that are eternity principles that you need to, to make sure that we, you and I don't forget. Number one, I'm just passing through. I think it's important, again, to remind ourselves that we are just passing through. Don't settle in in this world. Too many of us are, are settling in and we're thinking that this is all there is and Again, the Bible's pretty harsh with, with this. In Philippians 3, verse 18, it says, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their destiny is destruction. Their God is their stomach. What is he talking about when he says their God is their stomach? Um, they're, in other words, they're only trying to satisfy themselves. And their glory is their shame. Their mind is on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a savior from there the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen to what Hebrews eleven fourteen says. This, people who live this way make it plain that they are looking for their true home. They were after a far better country than that heaven country. You can see why God is so proud of them and has a city waiting for them. Again, we need to be reminded every single day that we are just passing through, the, through this world and we need to do what matters my time on earth is short is the next one. And again, the Bible has so much to say about this. In James chapter four, verse 14, it says, what is your life? You are a mist that appears for a little while and then vanishes. Again, uh, do you know that if you think you have a lot of something, you're gonna waste it? Usually when we think that we have a lot of time, we're gonna waste it. And we don't have a lot of time. Psalms 90 verse 12 says, teach us to number our days 
and recognize how few they are. Help us to spend them as we should. The next one is I should make the most of every opportunity. Again, number one, I'm I'm just passing through. Number two, my time on earth is short, and I I think one of the eternity principles that we need to filter through in, in, in understanding what's important in our life is that I should make the most of every opportunity that God gives me. Ephesians 5.15 says, be careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, the days, because the days are evil. God's gonna give you and I opportunities to do what matters. Every single day of our lives, we have opportunities. And do you know that once those days pass, we don't have opportunities to go back to the past. Do you know that when you get to heaven, you won't have the opportunity to go come back and say, you know what, I missed so many different opportunities to do something because you won't have the opportunity to come back. You know, we, we can all remember how horrific 9-11 was and, and um, they've done a lot of documentaries about the 9-11 and what happened. And one of the things that they, they have studied a lot is the actual phone calls that people made right before they died. And the voicemails, they've actually collected a lot of the voicemails that people left right before they were about to die. And some of the voicemails said, hey, I just called to tell you, I'm sorry that I didn't say I love you before I left the house today and I love you. Or I'm sorry I got so upset about the trash. I just want you to know that I love you. And isn't it true when you're about to die, the trash doesn't matter? Isn't it true that, that so many things that we think are so important that they matter, that when we're about to die, they don't matter? And we have these opportunities to say things, to do things um, that really matter. And I just, I just think that one of the things that happens is that too many of us, we are making the little things in life be the big things. You think back on your life and, you know, again, your first car, you know, you washed it a million times. Remember that first, you know, you were waxing it. You went and bought a Panasonic stereo. You know, you're going to put big old, you know, the speakers that came in it did not work. You had to put better speakers in it and you're going to put the colored lights inside there and you're going to got to get some 20s, you know. And you were, it was, you're like, you loved it. You didn't let your brothers and sisters eat in the car. They had to respect it, respect it. And then like, where's that car now? Nobody knows. It it doesn't matter. Your car right now, I know you, you love your truck. You love whatever you have. It doesn't matter. Don't make the little things big things. 1 Corinthians 3.13 says, but on the judgment day, fire will reveal what kind of work each builder has done. The fire will show if a person's work has any value. What makes it have value? What makes it have value is if the work survives. 
that builder will receive a reward. Let me unpack that for a few moments. What makes it value is it, it's that the work survives. In other words, it survives to heaven. And this is gonna sound a little harsh, but I, I, I want you to hear me when I say this, is that not all work that we do is going to survive. You can go feed a million people food, but if you don't do it in the name of Jesus Christ, it is not going to survive to the other side. This is why we, even as a church, are constantly looking at what we're doing. We are examining what we're doing because everything that we do is going to be is going to be tried by fire. In other words, whatever makes it to the other side is what's important. This is why our motivations of when you think of what's really ma- what really matters is too many times we want to do something nice for somebody or, or help somebody that deserves it. And it's easy to do stuff that you think somebody deserves it. But when's the last time you said, you know what, it's not my responsibility to determine whether or not they deserve it or not. That's God's responsibility. I'm responsible only to be obedient to God, to do what he asked me to do. And the rest is in God's hands. That's pure. That's the purity of our motivation in our life to say, I want to do what matters and I don't do what matters because I want to get somebody to like me. I'm doing it because I know I'm serving God. I I want to serve God. Are you doing what matters with what God has given you, your giftings, your time, your resources? You know, anytime a pastor talks about money, people get nervous. You're like, baby, get your purse. We got to get out of here right now. Pastor's talking about money. But you know, money is a, is, is a big deal in a lot of people's lives. And, and you can really find out somebody's priorities in life with what they do with their money. Do you know the ministries that happen the life change that happened, and and it is incredible to see what God is doing in this church. The kids that are coming to know Christ, the adults that are coming to know Christ, the the youth services we have on on a Wednesday night in here, this place is packed out. Do you know that why that happens? It's because people like you are generous. They recognize the resources that God has given them, and they say, you know what, I, I want to Invest in the next life. I, I want to give towards something that is going to be beyond me, that I, that I can, that is going to outlast me. You may think that maybe there's some organization over in Europe or, or up north that's sending checks to Creekwood. That's how we do ministry. That doesn't happen. It's only through your generosity. And in it, doesn't it start to kind of make sense why God blesses us? Why God, you know, some of you own companies, God's blessed you, or, or you have jobs where God's blessed you with resources, and one day you're going to have to answer to God, what did you do with what I gave you? What did you do with the gifting? Some of you are incredible with kids. You're incredible with people and, or, or you have giftings that, that other people don't have. And God's gonna ask you, what did you do with your giftings? And you have a decision to make in your life. 
tomorrow morning, are you gonna live your life for what matters or not? Is your life gonna be about, I'm gonna go to work, come home, watch TV? Listen, I know this is kind of depressing, but there's more to life than football. I know we're praying, some of you all right now are listening to the game, I don't know what the score is. I can see a little thing in your ear. I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> We're praying for them, but there's, there's more to life. Like most of you can't tell me, you know, most of that stuff just comes and goes and it just happens and who cares? And, and we're blowing up our lives with stuff that doesn't matter. And, and, and something inside of you has to kind of go, I got to pull the rug out from underneath my life and say, I got to reorder my life. If you're in this place today, it's because God still has a plan and a purpose and he wants you to make a difference with your life. But it takes you being so intentional it's not gonna fall out of a tree and hit you on the head and that all of a sudden you're gonna wake up and you go, oh man, I just did something. What, what do you know? I just did something that matters. It has to be intentional in your life. You're intentional about how you spend your money. You're intentional about how you spend your time. The Bible tells us, and I, I'm gonna wrap this up, tells us so much about this. In Matthew 6, 19, it says, store up treasure in heaven where moss and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal. This next phrase says, wherever your treasure, and you know, have you ever wondered why maybe even in your heart, or maybe you know somebody, or maybe you're sitting next to somebody that the things of God really just don't matter. This next phrase tells you why. It says, wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. And if your treasures are here on this earth, and this is all there is for you, again, I want you to live your life for what matters. And as your pastor, I believe it's my responsibility to, to stir this up inside of you, even though it becomes a little bit uncomfortable sometimes, that we need to break out of our routines, break out of our ruts and say, you know what, what I've been doing every week is not working for me. What I, I am putting my energy into and my resources into, it doesn't really matter. God, would you help me to reorder my life, reorder my priorities, reorder my resources. God, reorder every part of my life so that what I do before you, it matters, God. Would you bow your heads today as we pray? You know, I wanna give you an opportunity. If you have never made Christ the Lord of your life, you can make him the Lord of your life right there where you're at. The Bible says, that if you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive you of all of your sins. He will forgive you right there where you're at. And you just say, Jesus, I need a savior today. I believe you died on the cross for my sins. 
I confess that I'm a sinner and I make you the Lord of my life. That is the most important decision you can make in your life. Father, I pray for all of us. I include myself in this, God. Help us, remind us, God, to live our lives for what matters. God, help us not to become preoccupied in things that don't really matter, God. Father, I pray that continually we would be faced with the day and the moment, God, that we have in front of us, Lord, to make our lives matter. We thank you for this. And everyone said, amen. Thanks for listening. If you like the content of this podcast, you're going to love our YouTube channel. Subscribe at youtube.com slash creekwoodchurch for video messages and full services uploaded weekly.